0: Well, hello, Christ Chapel, and welcome to all of you worshiping with us uh, online on the internet campus and obviously all of our other campuses and Converge. So glad that you've chosen to spend the first Sunday of twenty. 21 with us. Hope you were able to get some, hopefully, rest or uh, some good uh, traditions. I know traditions have changed uh, significantly uh, this past year, but maybe you had some traditions that you were able to keep. One of those that I wanted to make sure that I kept was Capital One Bowl Week. You know, got to watch some college football, and, and I'm, I am sad that TCU didn't get to play their game, but I, I, I did watch some of the bowl games that were going on. I, I'm a sucker for a bowl game. It really doesn't matter what obscure team is playing or what obscure bowl it is. I even found myself watching the Duke's Mayo Bowl, and I don't even like Mayo or Duke, but I watched it anyway. I watched all the college football that I could. I got it in bits. And pieces, but I just enjoy watching those games. and I love how they cram them in. You can pretty much turn on uh, you know, ESPN at any time and you're gonna find a college football game during that time uh, of the week. But once I watch those games, uh, I, I watch it, I enjoy it, but then I don't think about it anymore, especially because I don't know those obscure teams or the bowls, but I don't think about it anymore. But I am not like uh, most of those people in the sports world. Uh, Most people like to go back and analyze or even overanalyze those games. I mean, there are YouTube channels, podcasts, TV shows, TV stations built on overanalyzing the games that have already been played. There's actually a, a phrase for that, which many of you may have heard before, called Monday morning quarterbacking. It's kind of a negative term, but it means that uh, you know, it's easy to go back and look at the film or look at the tape and, and talk about what that player should have done, what, what the, you know, the timeout that that coach should have called or, or, or whatnot. And it's really easy to go back on Monday morning when the game was played on Saturday or Sunday or whatever day. And to go, you know, what that guy should have seen was the person who was wide open on this side. You know, not to mention the four 300-pound guys that were chasing after him this way. You know, it doesn't take into account any of the circumstances. And, and it's true. Monday morning quarterbacking is much easier to do than Saturday morning or Sunday morning quarterbacking. Much easier. Much easier to go back and, and look at those situations where you can slow the tape down where, where you can uh, not have all the, the muddled circumstances uh, bearing down on you and look back and have some clarity and go, yeah, that's probably what I should have done because you know of the domino effect of that other decision. You see, Monday morning quarterbacking is kind of a, you know, a negative term. Maybe I should put it in a more positive term that you're familiar with, and that is hindsight is twenty you, 20 You've heard that before hindsight's 2020, and we go, "Man, that, that's good to know. We, we, we understand that a little bit more now that we can look back at it with, with some clarity. Now that we're not in the middle of these uh, tumultuous circumstances, we can step away from it, slow down the tape and go, "Yeah, I probably should have handled that one differently." You see, today I have titled of sermon, "Hindsight is 2020." And I've done that, obviously, with a play on words, because I think a lot of us want to put 2020 in the rearview mirror. I mean, can I get an amen? Okay, all right. We all want to put 2020 in the background. We want to put it in hindsight, get it behind us, move on and move forward. But there are lessons that we need to learn from 2020, that We can now look back, slow down the tape. We, we can get on the other side of some of the tumultuous circumstances that we faced. We can look at the domino effect and go, yeah, I, I should have handled that one differently. You know, Monday morning quarterbacking is valuable. Hindsight is twenty twenty. There are lessons that we can learn and we should learn because let, let's just state the ex- explicit here. Just because the calendar turned does not mean that circumstances are all of a sudden going to magically change. Some of the same things that you faced in the calendar year 2020, you will face in 2021. And so we need to learn from that. But I've heard many coaches say this before. We don't need to let a bad loss beat us twice. Just because we lost once, stumbled once, tripped up once, doesn't mean that we need to do it again in 2021. And so what I wanna do is I wanna use today, January 3rd, 2021, as a line in the sand where we can go back and look at the tape, we can slow it down, and we can look at how we handled 2020. We can learn a lesson from it, but we're not gonna get stuck there. And we're gonna not let a bad loss beat us twice, and we're gonna look forward to what God has for us in 2021. So if you would open your Bibles to Philippians chapter three, please. Philippians chapter three. Uh, This sermon is gonna be a little bit different than than maybe a a different pace, kind of a a curve or change up uh, to what we've done in the past. And partly because this is gonna be a more contemplative message. Uh, I'm gonna ask you to do a a lot more uh, introspective work, than maybe I typically do. I'm gonna ask you to be vulnerable. I'm gonna ask you to search your own heart and search yourself today. And there are gonna be times throughout this message where you're gonna say, yeah, Cody, I shoulda, coulda, and woulda. And that's valuable. Those are the lessons that we need to learn. But we're not gonna get stuck in the shoulda, coulda, and woulda. We're not gonna get stuck there. We're going to look at how we can continue to step forward in our relationship with Christ. And we're going to use Philippians chapter 3 to help us because Paul wanted to step forward in his relationship with Christ. Paul was the one who wrote the book of Philippians. And in chapter three, what he's doing is he's riding to tell of all the obstacles that he faced in stepping forward, into moving forward in his relationship with Christ. In fact, at the very beginning of chapter three, he talks about uh, those obstacles being people, people who are deterring his walk with Christ. He actually calls them dogs. You know, who let the dogs out? Who, who, who? I just can't pass that up. He calls them dogs. And, and he goes through other circumstances that, that's keeping him back, that's holding him back from pursuing his relationship with Christ, from, from stepping forward, from taking that next step. And so what I wanna do is look at what he says. What's his method of, of looking at the past with hindsight is twenty twenty, learning the lesson, but also stepping forward. So Philippians chapter 3 Verses 12 to 14, just follow along with me. I wanna read it for you. He says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And may God bless the reading of his word. So what I want to do is, this is the method that Paul, the, the apostle, the one who had seen Jesus face to face the one that he took of how to step forward in his relationship with Christ. I wanna break that down and make it very Monday morning uh, uh, relevant to you in your walk with the Lord, but I'm gonna ask you, and I've been praying all week, that you would open your heart to his word, that you would allow him to search you, to, to know you, and to step forward with him. So what I wanna do is I just wanna walk through these three verses uh, with you and apply it to you. So the first thing, if we're gonna step forward in our relationship with Christ in 2021, we have to start by looking back at 2020 and evaluating who you've been. Look back at 2020 and evaluate who you've been. And I know this is gonna be the painful part, but no pain, no gain. But we won't stay here long. But you've got to look back and evaluate who you've been. You've heard the phrase so many times, uh, I don't know how many years you've been alive, but for, for however many years you've been alive, you've probably heard this phrase, new year, new you. Well, how do you know who the new you is going to be or needs to be if you don't know who the old you was? You need to understand who you used to be or who you were or who you are so that you know who the new you needs to be. In verse 12, if you look back at it, look at what Paul says. He says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. I love what he's talking about here because you have to understand what he's talking about when he says, uh, it or, or this. He says, not that I've already obtained this or received this. And what that verb is pointing back to in this is probably pointing back to the first time he came to know Christ. Back on that road to Damascus when he had that face-to-face encounter when life drastically changed for him and he came to know Christ for the very first time. And what Paul says here, now if, if anybody was, was, was perfect, if you had to say, hey, Cody, here's the one person besides Jesus that was perfect, I know you know the Sunday school answer. I mean, who wouldn't say Jesus or, or Paul? You, you, we would all say Paul. Now, if I asked you, if you were perfect, raise your hand, I don't think I would see any hands. If you raise your hand, somebody beside you should nudge you. None of us would raise our hands if we said that we are perfect. But what Paul says here is, when I came to know Christ, I wasn't made perfect. You see, I think that's a wonderful thing for us to understand, that we are continuing to be made like Christ day after day after day. Even the apostle Paul, when he came to know Christ, was not made perfect, was not made Christ-like 100%. We would all love that. Wouldn't we? I mean, we, I would love it if I never sinned again ever in my entire life. I, I would love it. Pray for Jen, because it's not gonna happen. It, it, it's just not gonna happen. I'm continuing to, to struggle with sin, and the Holy Spirit continues to sanctify me, to make me look more and more like Christ every day, and he's doing the same thing in you. You were not made perfect At the time you came to know Christ, you were made his own. As he says there in verse 12, he has set you apart. And the verse that I put at the very bottom of your sermon notes, you're going to need those sermon notes because we're going to look at those a lot here in just a second. But that verse that I put at the very bottom, Philippians chapter one, verse six, is absolutely 100% true. Take it to the bank. That he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. He, he made you his own and he has started a work in you, but he didn't make you perfect at the very moment that you came to know Christ. And man, does that not help you take a deep breath when you look back at 2020 and go, whew, because I don't think any of us handled 2020 perfectly. I, I, I put a list and kind of a box of emotions on your sermon notes that I would love for you uh, to look at. Because I think these emotions pretty much describe, I tried to just put down some emotions that I experienced in 2020, and I think you could relate to as well. But maybe these are some of the emotions. You felt anger or fear, or you felt like you were alone. Maybe resignation, bitterness, maybe confusion, or depressed, depression anxiety. Maybe you were just impatient or so short-tempered you were intolerant. Maybe you were just unaffected or unaffected or impulsive. You know, I think if, if we were all honest, we could all circle three of those emotions and say, yeah, Cody, these three, these four, these five, that was pretty much how I handled or how I felt this past year that, that I, I, I'm not perfect. And you know what? That's okay. That's all right. I struggled with a lot of those same things as well. It didn't matter if it had to do with circumstances, if it had to do with relationships, if it had to, do, it, it, what was going on in the world, it doesn't matter. We didn't all handle these things perfectly because Man, Jesus, he he faced a lot of adverse circumstances when he was here on this earth and he didn't feel fearful or anxious or or unaffected or impulsive. And you go, I'm not Jesus. Yeah, you're right, you're not. And neither am I. That's why he says, I have not obtained this. That's what Paul says. I haven't been made perfect. But it's one thing to experience this, one of these emotions, and it's another thing to let it overtake you and to be identified by that. And so what I wanna ask you is this, do you like who you've become because you don't have to stay the same? Do you like who you've become because you don't have to stay the same? The truth is Every day, you are either becoming more or less the person you want to be. You're either becoming more or less like Christ. Are you taking a step toward or away from him? Every day. There, there, there's, no, there's no neutral. There's no, there's no push. Every day, you're becoming more the person you want to be or less. So do you like who you're becoming? If you look back, hindsight 2020, Monday morning quarterbacking and said, yeah, Cody, I could have handled that differently. Great. You don't have to stay the same. There there are areas in my own life that I don't like. I go, man, I do not like who I've become in those areas. I don't like that in some areas I've become resigned and just go, gosh, it it is what it is. Okay, sirrah, sirrah, what will be, will be. I don't like that. That's my own, that's my own sin. I need, a, I need a bigger picture of who God is and what he can do so that I can continue to step into that and say, Jesus, let your kingdom come. How do you want to use me? You see, we don't have to stay the same. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. He says, there, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, remember Paul said he's made us his own, Back there in chapter, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. So he says, if anyone's in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. If you don't like the old you, here's the new you. But the new you can't be the new you if you're not in Christ. The new you begins with you being his. And I think that's a, that's a reality that we as believers have to wake up to. You've got to wake up to every day you have to say, Jesus, I'm yours. Does he know you're his? Absolutely. But you have to decide that. It's one thing to say, but Cody, I made a decision for you. I walked the aisle when I was eight, 40 years ago. Awesome. How are you more like Christ today? I can't let you stay complacent. The Holy Spirit can't let you stay complacent. Are you becoming the new person that he died to create you to be? The old has gone. The new has come. Today, January 3rd, 2021, let's draw a line in the sand and say, the old is gone. The new has come. And the first way that that starts is by making yourself his. And maybe that's for the first time. You've never understood the good news that Jesus came to make you a new you. To cleanse you from your sin, to pay the penalty for your sin so that you can have an experience abundant life now. I'm not talking about clouds in heaven one day, and that is absolutely 100% true that you'll have eternal life with him. I'm talking about the peace, the security, the assurance, the joy that comes from knowing Christ now. You want that? You want that to be the new you this new year? Then you need to trust Jesus. You need to place your faith in him. And if you've done that before, you need to do it again every day. The gospel was not just good news when you were eight years old. The gospel is good news every single day. That our sins aren't held against us. That his mercies are new every morning. That we can have a fresh start with him today. We can have a fresh year with him this year. The old is gone and the new has come. If you don't like who you've become this past year, then in Jesus, it can change today. You do not have to stay the same. Second, so once you evaluate where you've been in 2020, second, you adjust your approach so you don't remain stuck where you are. Adjust your approach so that you don't remain stuck where you are you've heard this before, uh, one definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And if you say, Cody, I want that peace. I, I, I want that, that joy. I want that hope. But I want to continue to live my life the same way that I'm living it. How's, how's that going for you? It's not going to go well. You, you, there's got to be some sort of change. You've got to adjust your approach. And Paul talked about an adjustment to his approach. In verse 13, if you look at it, he says, brothers and obviously sisters, he's talking to all the Philippians, I do not consider that I have made it my own. That is that I have been made perfect. He's, he's still pointing back to that, that I have obtained this perfect Christ likeness where I'll never struggle or I'll never stumble ever again. I don't consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. And all of you are like, yeah, I wanna do that. (laughs) Forget what lies behind. You go, how in the world can you do that? I mean, that, that sounds so appealing, to forget what's behind, yet so unrealistic. You know, there are probably many things that that we wish that if we, uh, you know, could take this magic pill that we could just completely forget about it. And I cannot help you forget things. But if anybody wanted to forget something, let me tell you, it was Paul. Remember, Paul, who used to be Saul, persecuted the church. I mean, he was probably the person who was standing there at the stoning of Stephen. If anybody wanted to forget his past, it would have been Paul. So you say, how did he forget that? How how did he do that? Well, I think a better translation of that word forgetting is neglecting or, or, or not feeding. That's what Paul is saying there. He's saying, I haven't obtained Christ's likeness. And I know that because I know my past. I know where I've failed, I know where I've stumbled, I know where I've struggled, but one thing I do is forgetting what's behind or neglecting what's behind, not giving it the headspace that it should have. You see, some of us dwell on the past way too much, that shoulda, coulda, woulda. And we say, gosh, you should have handled that differently. Gosh, and you, you beat yourself up over and over again. So much so, you dwell on it so much so that it becomes your identity. You, bet, you, you let that bad loss beat you twice or three times or four times. And Paul says, hey, here's what I've learned I have to do. I have to n- not dwell on the past. I, 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 one thing I do, neglecting what's behind, I, I, I just don't feed it. It's this ongoing idea, the, the verb there, uh, the verb tense is this ongoing, that he has to every day continuously neglect that thought. Every day, forget that. Every day, not feed that and say, that's not who I am, that's not who I wanna be. That is not going to define me. And in fact, the way that it's phrased there, it's, as, it's, it's really interesting the way it's phrased. It's, it's as if it continues to give him a benefit. Isn't that interesting? That every day it's this continuous action. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna feed that. And it gives me a continuous benefit. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, What's one thing you need to let go of and leave behind in 2020? What's one thing that you need to neglect in a sense? And stop nurturing. Stop petting. Stop calling it your own. And nobody else can take it away from you. Nobody else needs to know about that. I, I, I totally understand how 2020 will be forever remembered as the year of COVID, but the impact that that's had on people is coping. And we have found unhealthy ways to cope with COVID. Whether that is, some of you have gone into debt, extreme debt, and some of that I totally I understand because you've lost your job and whatnot, but some of it has been senseless, and I say that in love. Because you didn't know what to do. Maybe you need to leave that debt behind in 2020. Pay it off, it, it is stressing you out, it's stressing your spouse out, stressing your family out, it's affecting your future. You don't need to to nurture that. You need to leave that behind. Substance abuse, guys, gals, it's not making you the best you. Paul even talks about that in Philippians. He says, Don't be controlled, and he's talking specifically about alcohol at the time. Don't be controlled by that, but be controlled by the Spirit. If there's substances, substances in your life that are controlling you, that's not, that's not God's best for you. And if you're relying on those things to cope or to make it through, that's unhealthy. You, you need help. And that's okay. We're here to help. But let today, January 3rd, be a line in the sand. Uh, some some of you, you streamed things. This, this is so this is so bottom shelf here, but we streamed things that man they just weren't healthy for our minds or hearts, and you know it. I know it. Should have never watched Tiger King. What did that do for me? <laughs> Nothing. We all know that there were times where. We didn't set our mind on that Philippians 4 8 filter on everything that was true and noble and lovely and admirable and pure and praiseworthy. Guilty. I gotta leave that stuff behind. What do you need to leave behind in 2020? Stop nurturing it and start neglecting it. Uh, it the writer to Hebrews says this in chapter 12. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Let's throw off everything that hinders us so that we can run the race that God has set before us. And if those things that that you use to cope with 2020 are hindering you from stepping forward in your relationship with Christ, it's time to let those things go. And you say, Cody, I I don't have the power to do it. You're right. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, 100%. You cannot do it in your own strength but you also need to be surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You need to be surrounded by believers, like-minded believers who want to hold you accountable and they wanna help you be the best person that God created you to be. You, You need community. And folks, don't let COVID be an excuse to eliminate community from your life. We can find ways to make it happen. Zoom, phone calls, Text, FaceTime, it doesn't matter what it is. We can have community and we are darn sure gonna make sure it happens because we need each other. That's the approach here. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, therefore we can throw off those sin that so easily entangles us. Those weighty things that hinder us from running the race that Jesus has for us in front of us. You You need to have somebody that you can run with. You know that. You all know that. One of, one, of the, one of the best New Year's resolutions always, or at least one of the top five, is always I'm gonna exercise more. The times when I have exercised most in my life has been when I had somebody else who said they were gonna meet me at the gym. When, when I didn't have anybody who was gonna meet me at the gym, I was real friendly with my bed. But when I knew somebody was gonna meet me up there, I got accountability, man. I don't want to let that person down. And it helped me. Man, that, that's what we're here to do. We're here to run this race together to help each other. And so maybe that's the change you need to make to your approach is by you need an accountability. And that's your one step that you need to make today. You say, Cody, I want to leave behind substance abuse. I want to leave behind pornography. I want to leave behind all those other things. Great. Great. You need to find first step. You need to leave this worship service and you need to go ask somebody, would you hold me accountable to this? Be honest, be vulnerable. They won't condemn you and say, I wanna leave this behind and I wanna run the race in 2021. And that's Paul's last point is he says, we need to press on toward the prize of knowing and being used by Christ. Press on toward the prize of knowing and being used by Christ. He's used this, this verb, press on. It's, it, again, all the verbs in this are continuous. It's not just I did it one time. It's I do it over and over and over again. We continue to press on. And he says that, he, uh, says that in chapter uh, three, verses 13b and 14. He says, One thing I do, forgetting what's behind is straining toward what is ahead, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I I, I press on to run that race. And the whole idea of, of that pressing on is of an Olympic athlete who is running a race they're, they aren't looking to the right or to the left. They, they are looking straight ahead and they are straining. They're putting all their energy and effort into winning that race. That, that's, the, that's the picture that he has there from the Greek uh, Olympic games that they had, straining. Now, if you ask me, Cody, give me a picture of your pursuit of Christ in 2020, I don't think I'd be completely honest with you if I told you that was the picture. But why can't it be that for 2021? Nothing stops me. To put all my energy, all my effort into that. That's what Paul said. To pursue this upward call. And the idea was when a runner would run that race, that at the end of it, the victor would be called up to the emperor's box to be given a prize or reward for running victoriously, for being the champion. That's that's the picture that he has here is, There will be a day when I will call you up and you will receive your prize and you will be with me. So run in such a way that you strain toward being victorious in that way because you're going to be called up. And I want to be called up with a good tone, not with a bad tone. Like, Cody, you get up here. I want to be, get up here. Come on, come get that prize because you ran with me. So what's one area that you need to get in step with Christ to live victoriously in 2021? What's one area you need to get in step with Christ to live victoriously in 2021? Maybe it's your family, your finances, your friendships, certainly your your faith. But where do you need to get in step with him? I, I put a box on your notes And it kind of is the antithesis of the box that's at the top. And it's all those things that in Galatians chapter five, Paul says that if we keep in step with the spirit, then we experience the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you keep in step with him, if you run the race with the Holy Spirit, those are the things that you experience. It's when you get out of step with him that you don't experience those things. So where do you need to get in step with him? What area do you need to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide so that you can experience the fruit of the spirit? That's the way we're supposed to run. That's what Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, 27 and 28. He says, "Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ." So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving, key in on this, striving side by side, the straining side by side, we're running this race together for the faith of the gospel. And we're not frightened in anything by our opponents, not walking in fear, He says, this is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that is from God. I wanna wanna run in the way that I am victorious. I wanna run in the way that I have victory. So can you run victoriously in 2021? Absolutely, if you keep in step with the Spirit. You see, this is the, the new year, the new you. It can begin here. There's no reason why you can't run victoriously this next year. See, 2020 wasn't a bad year. It really wasn't. Certainly bad things happened, absolutely. Tragic things happened. But I know the God that we worship says that he can work all things together for our good who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I'm gonna put my life on that promise this next year. Would you pray with me? God, I'm so thankful that your mercies are new every day. Every morning we wake up to the good news that you love us and you haven't left us or forsaken us. but you've left us with your spirit that enables us to keep in step with you so that we can experience the abundant life that you've called us to. And so I pray that, Lord God, this next year, that it would be a banner year for our walk with you, that we would strive side by side and strain together to pursue you that upward calling, not only to be the Christians that you've called us to be, but to be the church that you've called us to be. Let us run toward you, with you, and for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.